You know, I was a small school coach. I came out of you know, North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and coached those programs. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of the smaller school prospects and they're real encouraged by this year's crop. And I think uh, there's been a lot of good football players that have come out of you know, Division II, Division I, AA, even Division III over the years. So you got to scout them all. It's time to talk 49ers football on Gold Faithful with Brian Peacock and Nick Winkler. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Gold Faithful 49ers radio show. I'm Brian Peacock. With me, no longer in studio, but via the magical internet, is Nick Winkler. How you doing, man? Oh, fantastic. What would we do without the internet? Do I don't know. Live? We rely on it so much. I mean, it's I remember true. playing fantasy. I, I played one season of fantasy baseball that was like on paper. Oh, I did the same thing. In it's, the 90s. And I can't even imagine like doing back, that. How did I do that? The leagues are so crazy now that, that the, I mean, the rules were as bare bones simple as they could have possibly been because someone's actually dictating it all and looking at box scores and it's, it's insane. You know what I used to do actually to get really off topic? Back in the late 80s, early 90s, as a, a young child playing, there was a baseball video game on Nintendo called Baseball Stars. Do you remember oh, I this love game? That game? Yeah, it was the first game where you could ever edit rosters. Right. And that might have been where my love for like roster building and all this stuff comes from because I would like go to the newspaper and look at the box scores and make sure I had like the players correct in the game because oh, I want them to the be the real players about that game is when you cut someone, it showed them like walking off into the sunset <laughs> with their dog or something behind them. It was really sad, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That game was awesome. Um, but Hey, you know, what's not awesome is the 49ers in free agency so far, of course. So we're recording this uh, Friday night. It's around seven 30 Pacific time. And, I'm looking at the tracker here, and I see one free agent signing, and it's backup quarterback who didn't even play last year. You are way behind, sir. Ooh, we have yeah. breaking news. Phil Dawson is now officially re-signed and back as a member of the 49ers. Ooh, so that's two. One-year deal. And, yes, we, we're going to be touching on all of that with Matt Barrows, 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. A little bit later, he's going to join us. Actually, very soon he's going to join us. We're going to talk. Draft. We're going to talk free agency. We're going to talk about this Kaepernick on again, off again, teams interested, teams not interested trade scenario. And, you know, you mentioned the Phil Dawson signing. I mean, they also re-signed Ian Williams, too, which I think was a fantastic move on their part. Yes. And uh, Sean Drone. So, they're, you know, Ray Ray Armstrong. There's been a few in-house moves that they've done. But, you know, you, you go in to free agency with over $60 million in cap space, third highest in the league and you signed Thad Lewis in the first day and a half. Like I'm not impressed. <laughs> well, it's funny that that was the first signing too. It was, it was the smallest name right. out there it was on nobody's radar, but he makes sense. Obviously you bring a guy in that's worked under chip in Philly and knows the system. It's a one-year deal. It's obviously just a guy to probably at most be the third QB and uh, you know, and at minimum just help people learn the system in the off season and eventually get cut. Yeah, or or you have your practice squad guy throughout the season for the defense, yes, or you know, or, or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it just bothers me when I I'm watching the free agent market going, and, and Jacksonville came in with the most money, and I mean they've signed Amukamura, they've signed Bernadette, they've signed Gibson, Ivory, Jackson. It, they went out and they they've spent their money. They got a cornerback, they got a linebacker, they got a safety, they got a defensive lineman, they got a running back. Like they're filling their needs and and maybe they're overpaying on these guys and you know guys that aren't quite worth the money that they're spending but at the same time like 
I, I need something. I need I need a move. I need you to, to wow me a little bit here, Balky. Like, come on. Right. And, and the Oakland Raiders right across the bay here right. are going for it. Uh, some big names in free agency. But, it, you know, and you said it, obviously winning free agency doesn't mean anything. Winning in March right. does not equal winning in September or next January and February ultimately is where you want to be. And time and time again, the team that wins the offseason, the Redskins did it every year for a while. You know, it, it doesn't. It, you, it's a draft and develop league. The 49ers, uh, the comp picks were, the compensatory picks were announced. The 49ers have four extra picks to play with as expected. So 12 total draft picks. And that's what it all comes down to. You kind of supplement your team in free agency, but you've got to draft well and you've got to develop talent. Yeah, I mean that that is obviously the most important. I mean, they I, I got I think I read that they met with Joey Bosa today. Uh, yes, they met with him, and uh, you know, and they're drafting high, so there's set, they're guaranteed to get their top seven players, right? So right, they've got to know everything they can about their top seven guys on the board right now. Yeah, and, and you know they're doing their homework. I'm sure they're going to meet with with all seven guys that they would go with. I'm sure they they're going to meet with more. In case they plan on trading up with 12 picks, I mean, it seems like something they can do. Or you mentioned the Kaepernick trade. I mean, they're talking about they want a second rounder. So, I mean, maybe they're picking even more times in the early rounds. So, so they're definitely, they've got a lot going on. Maybe they, they package the, the trade or the pick that they get for Kaepernick with their early pick and they even move up higher. So I, I'm getting really excited uh, based on the draft, but again, still still very very disappointed with the early action here in free agency that's going to be a theme tonight i'm probably going to bring it back four or five times the biggest thing is just all that cap space and yeah you thought okay well you've got to do something with it and there's obvious needs on the team um but the, the 49ers and under trent balky it shouldn't be all that surprising because that's he hasn't been willing to be that guy to overpay somebody in free agency and bring someone in from the outside and yeah, um, you're, you're there's still exactly some guys right. out there. Obviously, they have some interest in uh, Russell Okun from the Seahawks. Uh, they're talking to Ted Larson, who I would love mixed reports uh, better as a run blocker than a pass blocker. Right. Um, he's also meeting with the Seahawks today, I believe. So we'll see how that turns out. But the offensive line is really, really the position that I think uh, it has to be addressed. There's there's no doubt about it. And you've got to solidify that before you can go forward with everything else. And at this point, I'm not even looking for a big name, you know? I mean, just, just yeah, Thad Lewis, okay. But, you know, how about someone on the offensive line? Give me a you know, pass rusher. Give me a cornerback. Just give me another name. Give me give me something at a position where we're in desperate need and, and not someone who's going to be, uh, uh, you know, cut from the team <laughs> most likely by the time the season starts. Right. Absolutely. Well, if, if we're looking for names, why don't we uh, get Matt Barrows on the horn? I like it. And see if he can give us some names. He is the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. Sure, you already do, but if you don't, follow him on Twitter, at Matt Barrows. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Anytime, guys. So, Matt, come on. Free agency, it's been a day and a half. Thad Lewis, I mean, you know, it's it's a sexy name. Everybody loves it. What, what the hell's going on? Well, um, yeah, I wish I was the one who broke it, but uh, I think it's been out for a little while. The 49ers and Phil Dawson have agreed to a one-year deal. So if you were worried about it being a, uh, a very dull free agency period, it just got <laughs> really exciting with Phil Dawson and his one-year deal. Are, are you not impressed by, and I, I always get this guy's name wrong, it's either Ben or Ted Larson. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, who appears to be the number one free agent target 
of the 49ers, and they might not even land him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, Ted Larson, Thad Lewis, and uh, and that's it, really. Uh, Lance Dunbar could be a free agent acquisition, but Lance Dunbar had not just the ACL. He had the ACL-MCL double whammy, which is way more severe than an ACL alone. So, And that happened, I think, on October 4. Uh, you know, the chances of Lance Dunbar being available for the beginning of the season are, are, I would say, dubious. So even if they signed him, he seems like a guy who at best, at best, would be a uh, one of these guys who comes off the bench like around the time of the uh, the bye week and, and helps do in the second half of the season. So you, you did write an article about um, their interest in Russell Okun. I mean, is that a possibility? Yeah, I, I suppose so. But, you know, anytime the 49ers are, are grouped in with, uh, you know, three or four other teams, they always seem to, to lose these sweepstakes. Right. Um, and the other part of it that is that, you know, Russell Okun is a, is a really good veteran offensive lineman. Um, you know, the problem is that he plays tackle. And I, I'm not saying that the 49ers uh, – uh, cup uh, runneth over at tackle. They they could probably use help there for sure, but um, it, it's guard where they really need help. Um, it, it's guard where all sorts of issues, um, you know, cropped up last season, and it's at guard where they they seem to have gotten worse since uh, free agency began, uh, losing Alex Boone and uh, not signing anybody to this point. So, um, you know, unless one of those guys is going to come in and play guard, and play guard well. Uh, and, and I don't think it's quite as easy as, as saying, oh, he's a tackle, he can play guard, he'll be great at it. Um, you know, it, it takes cohesion and uh, all sorts of other things. And um, I'm, I'm not sure you, you've solved uh, one of your, your big-ticket issues uh, from 2015. You know, you mentioned Alex Boone there. Um, and I'm sure you, you read the comments that he had in his press conference, the, the prima donna talk. I mean, how – how close to home does, does that hit in the uh, 49er locker room? Well, you know, uh, Alex Boone, uh, you know, is a big talker. Yeah. And uh, my take on the situation when Kaepernick was in the locker room was that Boone was one of his, his allies, one of his few allies towards the end. So, um, you know, that would be surprising, but maybe not from Boone, who does seem to flip-flop quite a bit on, uh, very strong takes uh, from one side of a, a topic to to another. So uh, I, I guess in the end, it's not all that surprising. Matt, I got to ask you: uh, the lack of movement right now isn't all that surprising, uh, considering Trent Balky's uh, track record. But there's so much cap space there; they've got to be going after somebody. Do you see any bigger names or just some smaller names even that are that are out there still that that Trent might be waiting to pounce on later in the process? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's his mo. It's always been his, uh, you know, his his plan of attack. Um, I don't know any of those names. I don't think they're going to be big names. I mean, Okung is a big name. Um, you know, uh, I, I just don't know at this point if there's that. Yeah, you know, obviously the the big names get get snapped up in the in the first couple of hours, really, of free agency. So. There's a there's a dearth of talent after that, and and you can go bargain hunting, and that's what Trent Baalke has done. I just don't know how well that's going to um, bolster your roster. Uh, last year's free agent haul was terrible. I mean, they didn't they didn't get any help uh, in, in free agency. They got 
Eric Pierce, who was miscast as the right tackle. They got Reggie Bush, who had all of eight eight carries on the season uh, before he went on IR. They had Jerome Simpson. They seemed to be blindsided by the fact that Simpson was suspended for, I forget how many games it was, seven or eight games, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, Eric Wright never, not Eric Wright, but uh, Sharice Wright um, never even made the team. So, um, you know, there were a lot of misses uh, as, as Trent Baalke scrounged for bargains and free agency. So, uh, in, in that way, to me, it is surprising. You're not you're not learning from your mistakes, and um, you know I, I think that the overall theory of rebuilding through the draft and being very picky in free agency is an excellent one, I, and I, and I'm not uh, faulting that philosophy. But you need to be able to hit on those draft picks in order to do that. And when you don't hit on them, your your roster becomes talent starved. And in those instances, you have to augment it with free agency. Um, and, you know, to boot, as, we, as you guys noted, uh, the 49ers have all sorts of salary cap space, and they're not using it to this point. Um, you know, there may be a, um, a strategy here that's going to come into play the next few days. But, again, um, you know, top names, the top talent is now gone in, in most cases. So uh, I, I don't really quite see how they're going to do that. You mentioned Eric Pierce there, and the reason he had to step in at right tackle is because Anthony Davis, and apparently still the right paperwork hasn't been filled out there. Do, do you think Chip Kelly and and Trent are the types that would even want to welcome Anthony Davis back? Yeah, I don't think you can uh, look a, a gift horse in the mouth uh, when you're the 49ers and, and you have problems on your offensive line. Um, uh, they, I, I believe, they're proceeding as if you know he's not going to be part of the team. And until he does file that paperwork and it does get processed by the legal office, and I'm not sure what the timing on that is, um, they, they have to kind of operate uh, under that assumption. They, they can't rely on Anthony Davis, in other words. Uh, the, the question is why Anthony Davis, who's been saying for months and months now that he's going to play in 2016, hasn't started this process. I would have done so before free agency began so that the team didn't bring in a Russell Oakland, um, so that, you know, they don't in April draft uh, an offensive tackle like uh, Ronnie Stanley, the kid from uh, Notre Dame. But uh, that, that hasn't happened yet, and uh, I, I just can't, uh, I don't have a good answer for why that process hasn't been started. You know, we talk a lot about the free agency and all of that, and there's also a lot of rumors going on right now about, Colin Kaepernick and and the teams that may be interested in the 49ers might be looking for a second round pick. I mean, do you see Kaepernick being traded before April 1st? You know, the Jets, the Browns, the Broncos are some other team that's not even mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think that's the likely scenario. I mean, uh, you know, could he stick around on the roster? Yeah, that's, that's another scenario. I don't think it's quite as likely. I mean, if the 49ers truly wanted him to be on the roster this year, they wouldn't be entertaining these these trade offers, and um, you know that's what they're doing right now. They're entertaining trade offers. Um, you know, I think that they've got uh, the the Browns' third round pick, which is number sixty five overall. Remember, the Browns are picking second um, in in the first round, so they've got an early third round draft pick. And I think the 49ers are waiting to see whether the uh, the Broncos will up the ante, whether the Broncos will go with their second-round pick or uh, 
you know, the the Browns will go with a third round pick plus a fifth round pick in 2017. I think they're 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 waiting and they're they're playing these teams off of each other and it's uh, you know a bit of a poker match right now. It's a bit of a staring contest and I think uh, at the end uh, they're gonna you know wind up with something probably a little bit better than we all kind of expected it would be, especially considering that Kaepernick has made it clear that he doesn't want to be in San Francisco in 2016. <laughs> right. right, exactly. And a couple months ago, I'd have been excited. I was hoping to be able to get a third-round pick, and you're talking about a high third, possibly even sneaking into the second round there. The Broncos pick would only be a couple picks higher than, uh, than the Browns' third-round pick. I was surprised when... When uh, Alex Smith ended up, you ended up getting a two second round picks for Alex Smith. That blew me away too at the time. So I mean, it's a quarterback starved league. So I guess you shouldn't be surprised about anything with how much Brock Osweiler got in free agency. Uh, if you don't have a quarterback, I mean, t- teams they have to attack that position. Yeah, I, I, I guess we we shouldn't have been surprised in hindsight um, because it, it's always more than we're expecting when it comes to compensation. You know, whether it's uh, salaries or um, you know, trade compensation for quarterbacks. You're you're absolutely right. The, the quarterback is is the uh, is is the, always the big missing piece for these teams, and uh, they they uh, command top dollar. Um, you know, the, the 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 big difference between Smith and Kaepernick was that you know when Smith lost his job, he was on top of the world. I mean, he he had the best uh, completion percentage in the league at that point. His Passer rating was at an all-time high. Uh, obviously, he lost the job because uh, he got a concussion and had to sit out a game. Um, Kaepernick is is at his all-time low. So, I mean, to me, that was you know the big difference between why uh, Smith warranted a two and Kaepernick. I would have guessed uh, you know a fifth or a six. Um, but you know you're right. Uh, you know the you know, quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> Rule the world, uh, or certainly rule the NFL, and, and they can uh, they can get top dollar and uh, almost top draft pick. And you know, talking about draft picks, 49ers sit in the number seven spot. They've got 12 picks. Looks like they're even trying to acquire more in, in some trades. Do you, do you see them sort of sitting pat there at seven, or or maybe packaging some together and jumping up for somebody that they really like? I see them sitting pat at seven. Um, I see them deciding that this is a defense um, uh, heavy draft uh, and defense rich draft that's a better word and, and uh, you know kind of letting that come to them uh, and probably taking a defensive player there and uh, deciding on the quarterback with that second pick and you know getting an additional you know whether it's the the Broncos second or the uh, the Browns third getting that additional pick you know just gives them more leeway to, to move up and uh, I, I would not be surprised at all if they leapt back into the first round and got a quarterback. Um, you know, that, that's basically the scenario from 2011, which was, you know, Balky's, Trent Balky's crowning glory, that, that draft act. He went defense with the seventh pick. He went with Alden Smith, and then they, they traded up a bit, still in the second round, to get Colin Kaepernick. And uh, they went into the, uh, the season with the incumbent, uh, quarterback in, in Alex Smith and the heir apparent, you know, basically having a year to uh, sit back and watch. And, and that could be the very scenario this year, the incumbent being Blaine Gabbert and the quarterback being Connor Cook, or maybe it's Paxton Lynch uh, if he falls, you know, further into the into the first round. Who knows? But um, I, I think the 49ers would be comfortable with that scenario. So if you're the 49ers at 
seven and both Jared Goff and, and Carson Wentz are on the board, do you think they might still go defense there? They're both still on the board? Gee, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they think that both will be there. Um, I'm not sure if they think that any of them will be there. Um, you know, the, the question is, you know, what, what happens if golf is there? Do they take him at seven and, you know, do get their defensive guys, uh, later in, in the later rounds? Uh, and, and I really can't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, you know, uh, Jared Goff has his pro day coming up next week at Cal. I'm sure the 49ers will be there in, in, in force. Um, Chip Kelly loves going to these pro days. He went to a whole bunch of them when he was coaching the Eagles. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely think he'll be there in Berkeley um, on the 18th, I think, is when uh, Cal has its pro day. What about you? Are you Team Goff or Team Wentz? Team Lynch or, or Team Wentz? Uh, Wentz, um, yeah. I, I, uh, I hate to say I'm Team Wentz uh, on this one. Uh, he's just more of a, a rugged, um, you know, bigger, versatile guy. You can do a lot of different things with him. Um, he actually reminds me a little bit of Brett Favre in, in, in that there's a there's a bit of um, you know uh, uh, you know swashbuckler in him. He's he, he turns broken plays into big plays. He's he you know sometimes he's wild, but there's a there's a real energy about him too, and you just see that in the games that he's played. Uh, I watched just about every game that he played this this past season, and, and there weren't a whole bunch because. He was he was injured for half uh, of, of North Dakota State season, but um, like I said, there's there's uh, there's something that he brings, uh, an intangible that he has that um, is um, is palpable. You you can you can see it, you can feel it, uh, just uh, in watching him play. And I know you have a draft crush every year. You have a guy that you really like. Have you decided on that, or are there some contestants there? Is one of those guys somebody you want at number seven, maybe later in the draft? Guys, this is a, a real science uh, that I do every year. So <laughs> it, I just don't, uh, you know, take a, a dart and throw it at a board. I mean, it's a process of elimination. There's a rose ceremony. There's all sorts of things <laughs> that have to happen, and uh, it really doesn't come together until – uh, you know, the draft is, uh, is approaching. So maybe a month and a half from now, I will, I will have my, uh, my draft crush. But you know, there are definitely candidates there, but I, I haven't narrowed it down to one. Okay. Our favorite swashbuckler. He's the 49ers beat writer for the Sacramento Bee. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Barrows. Matt, thanks again. Anytime, guys. Talk to you soon. You're the best. Thanks, man. All right. A lot of great stuff there from Matt Barrows. Give him a follow at Matt Barrows on Twitter. The best 49ers follow there is out there. So another guy that's been breaking a lot of uh, information with this Kaepernick trade is Michael Silver. And he was on uh, 95.7 The Game today, and he went into this a little bit, and he's been breaking all kinds of news about it. Let's hear from him. The 49ers and Broncos um, have talked, and what the Broncos are offering is not what the 49ers would want compensation-wise, although I, I think, you know, both teams could move on that, but right now they're not there. Uh, the Broncos, with the 49ers' permission, have talked some contract parameters with Kaepernick's agents. I think they're pretty far along. Uh, conversely, the Browns, who are interested, uh, seem to be in a much uh, better place with the 49ers in terms of the compensation it would take from the Browns to the Niners to get the deal done. Later on, he handicapped it on Twitter. He said, 
Cleveland, 34%. Denver, 33%. San Francisco, 33%. As uh, chances of where Kaepernick ends up and uh, what roster he's on this season. So for me, that's... And God, the, yeah, the compensation, like we just spoke with with Matt, it's it's a high three, a low two. I'm ecstatic for that. And if you're the Browns, you're thinking, so is... Whoever I draft, whoever I would have drafted in the third round, plus instead of drafting a quarterback at two, you draft someone like Joey Bosa, who might be the best defender in the draft, who's also went to school down the road at Ohio State. They must be thinking Cap plus Bosa is a lot better than, you know, Wentz or Goff and whoever we'd have taken in the third round. When with if you're the 49ers too and you trade him to Cleveland, I mean, doesn't that open up a quarterback? coming to you in that first pick you know doesn't that kind of take away the the fact that Cleveland would be looking for a quarterback with their first pick if they trade a third rounder for a starter that's ready to go right now a young starter in, absolutely in you know you the brown I mean the Browns are the trade partner that you should want as a 49ers fan for those <laughs> right. two reasons first of all they have the highest pick that they can give you you know if, if the Broncos are willing to give a third and Cleveland's willing to give a third that's a full round difference in a draft pick pretty much so um, and yeah, like you said, the the double bonus there is that maybe they don't take a quarterback at two. Maybe that helps a quarterback fall at seven if that's what you're looking for. Well, and that being said, too, I mean, there's always the chance that Ryan Fitzpatrick signs elsewhere and doesn't go back to the Jets. And then maybe the Jets get into this, you know, little trade discussion with the 49ers as well. Maybe right. the 49ers are, are waiting on that, waiting to see if he signs it and if they can get a third party involved to really just get the stakes up really high. I wonder how much they're on the phone and, and trying to figure out this cap trade as, as maybe the reason why they've they've fallen behind in free agency a little bit. And maybe, that would make perfect sense, yeah. Which is which would be unfortunate if that's the case, but um oh yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see where Cap ends up and see this this dance around the league with quarterbacks leaving. And Osweiler, he he made a nice little chunk. You gotta <laughs> think maybe there's some buyer beware if the team he was on would rather spend a third round pick on somebody else's quarterback than than give you the money and keep you there. Yeah, I mean, he, he did mention that they were kind of far along in the talks of getting a contract together for Kaepernick, the, the Broncos, that is. And maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they, they see that they can get a bargain there. They know that the defense is what won them that championship. And and they're just not not willing to to give anybody big bucks. And maybe we see Kaepernick, you know, restructure some really Small deal where the the 49ers have to eat some of it, or uh, who knows? Nick, you did miss one big thing, actually, since I don't know if our listeners know, but uh, Nick used to work with me here in the building, in the iHeartMedia building. Anquan Bolden made a visit uh, to the building on Thursday. Were you there? No, I didn't. I wasn't here. I didn't find out about it until the next day, actually. I I don't get the news. The news doesn't travel quickly here, apparently. But (laughs) I have the audio. The kind of the redheaded stepchildren there. He was, uh, yeah, exactly. He was live in studio uh, at KMEL, and he had this to say when asked about the 49ers. I love it here. I love the fans here. I love the organization, teammates. Um, And when I say organization, it's not just the the football part like there's a lot of people inside of the organization that you know the outside people never know about help us out so much um so those are the relationships that i've built you know here in san francisco that you know i don't want to leave so i would i would love to stay here so yeah anquan it sounds like he wants to be back and uh, i haven't heard a lot about contract talks and i haven't heard a lot about the 49ers trying to bring a wide receiver in from outside so that makes me wonder what the holdup is there as well well, and I'm also not hearing a whole lot of buzz about 
teams wanting to meet with Bolden either. And maybe the 49ers are well aware of that and they know that they can, you know, they're going to kind of wait him out and, and kind of go cheap to get him. And I, I would love to have him back. And, you know, he's a great possession receiver. You know, he, he'll get you that first down. He'll, he'll catch you 100 balls if you throw it to him 125 times. And I think in Chip Kelly's offense, I mean, to me, that he seems like the perfect guy. I mean, yeah, he's not the quickest guy in the world, but but you need that guy over in the middle that, that opens up the outside. I, I just think they'd be foolish to let Anquan Bolden go sign elsewhere. He seems like a perfect fit, and obviously he's at the end of his career, but Chip likes the tough, strong guys. He's a high-character guy. Seems like he would fit everything Chip is looking for, and Chip needs bodies too just because he runs through a lot of receivers. You run a lot of plays. You need some fresh legs there. So I'd be surprised if they didn't want him back in San Francisco. The only other team I've seen uh, rumored with Anquan is I believe the New England Patriots expressed interest in uh, talking to him. I don't know if he's met with them yet, but um, obviously uh, that would be probably a pretty strong pull if you're getting the same money from San Francisco as you are from New England. Play with Tom Brady, probably have a better chance at winning there at the end of your career. So that'll be interesting if uh, the Patriots do put up a, a strong uh, suit for for Anquan Bolden. But at this point, yeah, you, you got to want Anquan back. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, when we were talking to Matt, he mentioned uh, the rumors about Lance Dunbar. And, you know, I I also, you know, you hear the rumors about C.J. Anderson possibly coming or or even Robert Griffin III. You know, it's it's like the upside on both of those guys is huge. You know, and I, I, I would love to get either one of those guys, not for a high, you know, a high price tag on those guys. But at the same time, again, we're sitting on, on Thad Lewis right now as the only new 49er that's joined here and we're, we're a day and a half into free agency. And like you said, that sounds like they've, they've got their head in the sand, just trying to, to figure out a plan of what to do with, uh, with Kaepernick. And maybe they're, they're doing that because they know that, that it's not going to be a winning season. So yeah, let's get the draft picks that we can. Let's rebuild through the draft. Maybe that's why they haven't re-signed Bolden as they know he's, he's an older guy and he's not the future of the team. Johnny Manziel is another name that's out there recently waived by the Browns. And of course, I hope he's not somebody that's brought in because that is one that I would just say no to. Yeah. yeah. And as speaking of a uh, speaking of names that you probably want to say no to, did you see Alden Smith weighing in on Johnny Manziel via Twitter? I did not. Yeah, he's he had, he had some funny things to say. Uh, first of all, his Twitter handle is at Alden Smith, but he goes by the name Jifferson, which I don't know what that means. Oh, Jifferson, of course. <laughs> uh, but. He said, oh, my bad, forgot football was more important than justice. Next tweet. Got me suspended, Manziel beating up women. What does that shield really mean? Next tweet. My bad, forgot black problems don't matter. Chow Twitter. And then winky face. So uh, four tweets that were probably quickly deleted. I don't know if they've been deleted yet, uh, but someone got a screenshot of that and... (laughs) Wow, just speaking his mind, though. Uh, You gotta respect that. Go for it. And part of, yeah, I don't. Dude, I'm so over this Johnny Menzel character. Oh, I really it's, am. It's it's insane. What like I, it's unbelievable. And is I didn't like him coming out of the draft. I wouldn't wanted no part of Manziel, and I didn't think it would be nearly this bad. I just just to torture your career. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's man. Let's not even waste another second talking about that guy. I agree. Yeah. So, uh, what, what's up with Anthony Davis? We talked to Barrows, and I, he, Barrows said, you know, I would have. Uh, put the paperwork in, you know, right before free agency started. If I wanted to play football, I would have put it in as soon as the new season started, you know, as soon as 
it was possible or was not the quit after the Super Bowl. I mean, when, when is that? <laughs> I, it's I have no idea. And he's always been just a little bit of an oddball anyways. So yeah, which true. which is why I think that not only has Balky been burned, but Chip really seems like the type of guy who wants players who are bought in. And if he does, if his paperwork does go through, I think just deep down, I feel like they don't care if he's back or not. And if he does come back, they'll worry about what to do with him there, whether playing him at guard or letting him take his old job back or trading him and see if anybody will give anything for him or even cutting him outright. Um, yeah, and, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe maybe he's waiting around for the 49ers to sign a, a right tackle and then he'll get reinstated so that, oh, you guys don't need me? Trade me. Right. Or cut me. Let me go somewhere else. Yeah, I've, I I don't know what's going through that guy's mind. There's a lot of... um. I don't want to say mental instability in the NFL. Is that, that is that just right. too strong yeah. of a term to use? But there's some guys that yeah, are just out of their all, minds you know, all over. But yeah, <laughs> in order to do that, you got to be a little bit crazy. A little bit crazy, right? Yeah, I guess that kind of goes with the territory. If you're okay with with just running as fast as you can straight into another human being right. multiple times, there's probably a little bit going on there that that makes you. And you have to do that for like a decade in order to get into the NFL. Yeah, who knows? The, the locker room, would they even welcome him back? You know, there's that whole back and forth between him and Joe Staley. And Staley's saying everything right in the media. You know, like, oh, yeah, of course you'd welcome him back. Oh, I don't read those things. I don't care what he had to say in the criticism and things like that. But come on. Staley's the heart and soul of that offensive line. If Davis came back, I, I, I just got to think that he doesn't want to come back to the 49ers, that he probably does want to come play football again. He took his year off, probably missed the hell out of it because that's all he's known for the majority of his life. And, yeah, now maybe he's just waiting around so the 49ers can do something or promise him that, that he'll be traded or released. As a 49er fan, you've got to be kind of bummed that guys that you rooted for and maybe even bought their jerseys like Kaepernick and yeah. and Anthony Davis are like, you know, whatever, we don't want to play for your team. And, and pardon me, if I'm in charge, I'm thinking, well, so what? You're under contract. You right. can play for us or you can not play. You know, you got to have that mentality a little bit if you're yeah, a 49ers Yeah, kind of what the Bengals did with Carson Palmer. And they're just like, oh, whatever. No, you don't, you don't want to uh, play for us. We're not going to cut you. You can go ahead and retire. That's fine. Because you know when you're a free agent, you're going to hold – Teams for ransom get as much money as you can, so it's just a leverage game. When you have the leverage, you use yeah. it. Um, yeah. And when you lost the starting job, that's not the time when you have the most leverage. Exactly right. And, you know, uh, another thing happened uh, that I was I was bummed about. In our last show, the 49ers had just signed Hardy Nickerson to their coaching staff, and yes. then he left. That's a huge bummer. I was huge bummer. that was one of we were really excited about that signing actually about yeah. about him coming on as the linebackers coach. Um, yeah, but hard I mean, nosed guy you you want out there, you know, coaching up your defense, you know, tough guy his whole career, and I get it. You know, he's going to be the defensive coordinator for Lovey Smith at Illinois. Like it's a better job for right. him, you know, pre- prestige wise, and I'm sure opportunity wise, and so you know, good for him. But at the same time, as a Niner fan, I, I was bummed when I saw that. That was a bummer. I totally get it, but the timing of it sucks, and he's obviously yeah. going to get a bump in pay, and it's a better job, so you know more right. power to him. I can't fault him at all for that, but you know, just one of those small little bummers to go along with this off season to start free agency <laughs> with no free agents. Oh man, it's not just the off season. It's been a it's been a a bummer full year at this point. I mean, you, you go back to to the end of last season when the retirement started, and oh man, I can't yeah, speaking of retirements too. There was. <laughs> 
more rumors of another retired player coming back. I don't believe this one in the slightest, but you know, the Cowboys name was thrown out there. I heard that a couple times, uh, like a month ago. And I don't know this, it, that didn't seem right. No. And you know, Patrick Willis was thrown around a, a month before that. And, you know, it's just, I, I don't see either of that. Those happening at all. I think it just comes with the territory. Yeah. Especially with the guy like Justin Smith, who doesn't go out with a press conference or anything. He's just like, right. Later. See ya. People are like, Oh yeah. Well, Guys who retire, you know, Smith was pretty old when he retired, but, you know, guys like Barry Sanders, you know, there were a, there was a five-year stretch after there, right before he was inducted into the yes. Hall of Fame, where there were rumors every year, there Barry was. Sanders, this is the year, he's coming back. There was a solid 49ers rumor in there once. I remember. Yeah. Oh, man, I was so excited. <laughs> oh, me too, and Barry was my guy. He was my favorite, one of my favorite players, my favorite non-49er for sure growing up. Yeah, no doubt about that. He was fun to watch. Uh, but I, I'm going to go back to this podcast and pull some of this disappointed audio out mm-hmm. when Thad Lewis is starting his first playoff game for the 49ers. <laughs> hey, the if he plays season. at all this season, <laughs> I'll give you 20 bucks. That's, if he plays at all this I don't season. even want 20 bucks because that's going to be a really bad sign if Thad Lewis is, is taking snaps for the 49ers this then year, we'll most likely. Out and we will drink heavily until we forget that he started. <laughs> My treat. Hopefully that doesn't happen. So, hey. I know you're a big college guy and you like, you know, putting together mock drafts and all this. So what what do you think is going to happen, man? I want to hear your take on this. I'm sure we'll be back before the draft happens. I mean, that that's quite a long ways uh, from now. But yeah, we got to do a pre-draft show for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So, you know, from now until then, why don't you, do you have sort of who you want the 49ers to target at seven? I mean, obviously it's going to be all about you know, who falls where and, and who drafts what and, and, and this and that. And if the Niners, you know, do get some more draft picks, maybe they do have uh, the weapons to, to move up if there is a guy that they, they really want. But let's say the, the, the draft for tomorrow, you know, who do you want the 49ers to realistically get? Yeah, uh, and Matt Barrows mentioned he probably he thought they would probably stand pat at number seven. And the way it's looking right now, if you ask me, I think they're in a really good spot at number seven. Um, you know, you, talent. it. it You'd like him to be up a little higher, maybe, um, yeah. which is always the case. But this is the way I look at it right now, the way the board's falling and the way I feel about the players. And I think probably the consensus right now is there's there's five non-QB studs out there and there's two quarterbacks that people are talking about as universally as top 10 picks, which is Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. So that gets you seven right there. So sitting yeah. at seven, you're pretty much guaranteed a blue chip or one of the two quarterbacks. You just you just hope yeah you sit there and you take whoever falls to and you and as huh? long as yeah you're okay as long as you're okay with those five players and those two quarterbacks then you're golden you're sitting there at seven and uh, the, I have my top seven listed here in order uh, which starts with Jared Goff for me uh, if, if you don't have a quarterback I think he's the number one player on your board right now that's the way I look at it uh, let's hear I want to hear your top seven you got those handy yeah I got it right here and right. number two for me is Joey Bosa. Uh-huh. Edge rusher, do it all guy. Uh, when he was in college, he's actually he weighed in at 269 pounds at six four. He's basically height, weight, speed, arm length, really identical to Aaron Lynch. So he would be an edge guy. People were talking about him bulking up, maybe playing a defensive end in, in a three four type of a scheme, um, kind of like uh, Justin Smith did. But no, he's sure. he's an edge guy, and he can get after the quarterback. He can do it all. He's a do it all player, high motor. I really like Joey Bosa. I think he's gonna have a really good career. Uh, number three on my board is Laramie Tunsil, the offensive tackle from Ole Miss. A total stud. I think he will for sure be gone by the 49ers pick seven. Joey Bosa likely as well. Uh, number four for me is Miles Jack from UCLA. I wasn't sold on him during the season, and he got hurt. 
And I was thinking, yeah, he's, he's small and he's really athletic, but he better be because he's the size of a safety. He's only 6'1". And he showed up at the combine. He weighed 245 pounds. And so I went back to look just to, to double check. And when you look at you have to you look at him closely and you realize how thickly built he is. So he's 6'1", 245, which is not – it's basically what Patrick Willis was yeah. when he was coming in the draft. He was a little bit under 6'2", and about 245. So uh, – just really athletic linebacker. Uh, he would be an awesome player. He can cover, cover. Gosh, the 49ers were so bad covering the middle of the field and covering at, uh, linebackers, covering tight ends, covering guys. So bad. He That's where he excels. So super athletic linebacker. He's number four on my list. Jalen Ramsey, defensive back. He People are calling him a Pro Bowl safety or a Pro Bowl corner. I like him better at safety, but I think he'd be a really good corner. Long, fast, uh, just a really good player. And DeForest Buckner is number six. He was uh, Eric Armstead's teammate, played the opposite defensive end, which is what he would do if he was drafted by the 49ers. And then number seven is Carson Wentz. And I put him at seven because I still haven't seen enough. Like Matt Barrow said, he only played half the season this year. He only has two years of starting experience. So he has a year and a half, basically, of starting experience at a Division II school or a FCS school at North Dakota State. So I I just need to see more of him and I don't know where I just don't know exactly where to put him if he belongs in the at seven, if he belongs at one. Um so I'm still unsettled with him right now. He's at seven. And you know how Trent Balky likes his small school prospects, as you heard in the open. That was Trent Balky talking at the Combine and also a former coach at North Dakota State where Carson Wentz went to school. If you like him at quarterback, you've got Goff, you've got Wentz, you've got five other studly uh, players, that's seven. So you're sitting at a pretty good spot after the 49ers. Now, that doesn't even mean that, it, let's say that, that most teams' boards look something similar to that. So the 49ers could move up. It'd be really attractive to teams that are in front of them because they also know that they can go back to seven and draft one of those guys. You know what I mean? Right. So that might be something that, that helps them in the long run if they are moving up or if they decide to move back, a team's trying to get up and get one of those guys as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Is it, so is this actually your mock, or is this just your rank? No, this is my rank. This is how I would rank them for the 49ers right now. So Got if you're it. a team like uh, the Titans, who already has Marcus Mariota, you throw out those other those two quarterbacks, and you've got a top five there. Uh, for them, you know, Joey Bosa or Tunsil, I think those are going to be the two top players. But uh, there's there's a few other studly guys there. I like it. Have you had a chance to see any of these guys, any of these college players? Not a whole lot. No, you know me and, and my my lack of college football love, which is why, you know, you are our college football expert here. So I wrote down your top seven here. You know, we'll check back in with those. Uh, the next show we do our pre-draft uh, one, and we'll see how much you've changed in this. Because yeah. I know you, you're constantly updating these things. You're oh, yeah. constantly going over these. So, yeah, we'll we'll check in. We'll see how how, uh, how your list is, uh, is rounding out. I've been looking a lot at all the prospects. And so once I really dig into just these guys and see if they're – Maybe those orders change or maybe someone jumps in and someone jumps out. But that's definitely the way I see him right now. I'll actually give you a handful of names in round two that I like as well. Oh, I love it. Josh Doxson from TCU is one of my favorite players in the draft. Um, he had a pretty good combine. He's 6'2", 202. He ran a 4'5 flat, and that doesn't wow you right away. But his other workout numbers were insane. 41-inch vertical. This guy goes up and gets the ball all day long. I mean, they just chucked it to Josh Doxson, and he came down with everything. I kind of call him... AJ Green light. Ooh, all right. So he's that's that type of a player. A thin frame guy. He's got some good speed. He can separate. He can run routes and just pure hands. He can go up and get the ball with the best of them. I really like that guy. And if he's there, 
at the top of round two, I'd be really excited. But I think he probably sneaks into round one. Okay, who else could sneak a couple, into round two? A couple other wide receivers I really like, and this is why I'm not so much into a guy like Laquan Treadwell in round one, just because I think there's some really good uh, wide receiver prospects that will probably be there in the second round. And I don't think that Treadwell it belongs with, with some of the guys that have gone in the top 10, like the super studly wide receivers that, you know, even Des Bryant, who should have been at the top of the draft, but he had some character issues coming out, so he fell in the draft. But the Julio Jones and the A.J. Greens and and right. uh, yeah, and all those guys, he, he doesn't really belong in that class. So that's why I, I'm more about waiting on that position. Um, Braxton Miller, I'm really excited about Braxton Miller because he's got some size at 6'1". Um, he's still raw, so he's got a, a, a lot of... Uh, projection left but he's so athletic and he can move like a small slot receiver but he's also got some pretty good size so he's he's sort of like a a big slot that moves like a small slot receiver and that's the kind of the way I envision him being used so if you're a team like I think the 49ers will be under Chip Kelly they're going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets out there I think he'd be an awesome slot receiver so he's like a Bolden Ellington hybrid yes he's like imagine if Bolden was a lot faster got it (laughs) a fast Right. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to be as good as 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 Bolden, but he is a future right. quarterback, or uh, uh, he is a former quarterback like Bolden was. Bolden was a high school quarterback, uh, and I think he started as a quarterback at Florida State, I believe. Braxton Miller obviously was a quarterback at Ohio State, so yeah, some similarities there. Yeah, and uh, another smallish wide receiver that would be a good slot guy is uh, Sterling Shepard from Oklahoma, and he's someone that might even be around in the third round. I think he's going to be a stud. He just gets open. Tyler Lockett from the Seahawks. Yeah. He was a rookie last year. People are comparing him to him. I think he's a little bit bigger. I think he's better pure receiver than Lockett. Maybe not as fast, but dude just gets open, makes catches. I really like this guy. He would be around in the third round maybe, and I'd be happy with him in the second round. So Uh, do you think the 49ers are going to go wide receiver in the second round? No, but I think it's a sweet spot Yeah, with some of those players. That's that's, And uh, if, if I was to go wide receiver... Early, I would do it in the second round over the first, and then maybe even the third round. There might be some guys there, but are there any other guys in the first that would be worth them jumping back in? You know, after their seventh round, like maybe you know later in the the first round, like right? 15, 16, if they kind of jump back in a little bit, uh, yeah. well, Doxon's maybe one of those guys. He's he's going to be a late first, early second, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. The the two guys in the first round, Treadwell, I think might fall out of the top ten. So Laquan Treadwell from Old Miss would be one of the guys, and he's more of your traditional bigger body wide receiver. Um, Really, people compare him to Des Bryant, but he doesn't have that athleticism. Des Bryant was a freak. He was big and fast. Yeah. He was a punt returner in college. I mean, that's how athletic he was for his size. You know, uh, Treadwell doesn't have that. Treadwell's really good at. He's powerful. He's he's the best blocker. He might be a better blocker than any of the tight ends in this draft. He he buries defensive backs. It's really fun to watch Treadwell play. Uh, but he doesn't separate all that much. But he, he can go up and get the ball. He plays really really tough, and, and he he's fun to watch for that reason. He's he plays like a power forward. So who's that second guy then in and the then first round? The second guy would be Corey Coleman out of Baylor, and he's more of the speed guy. He's He didn't work out of the combine. I think he had uh, a lingering injury, so he's waiting for his pro day, but I think he's going to run really fast. I mean, this guy's freakishly athletic. He's long speed, short area speed, and he's 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 only 5'11", maybe close to 6 feet tall, but uh, he's quick as heck, and, and he can separate for anybody, and he, he plays strong too, so he can go up and get the ball, but... Baylor's offense was so weird, and they, they, they throw a ton of screen passes, you know, so he didn't really run the traditional pro-style routes that you want to see. So there's right. some projection there, but he's athletic as heck, and I think he'll for sure go in the first round. Love it. Yeah. Any other uh, any other guys you'd like to see the 49ers get kind of later in the draft? Well, there's a couple more guys I would be eyeing in the second round, uh, along with those wide receivers I mentioned. Ryan Kelly is a center from Alabama. 
uh, really athletic. I think he's a perfect fit for Chip Kelly's offense, running those inside zone plays. Um, and he's just a stud. He's started for a long time in, in a big program, a really athletic center. Ryan Kelly out of Alabama. Jason Spriggs was sort of uh, an under-the-radar player. He was a second- and third-round guy, and then all of a sudden he blew up the combine. I mean, he ran fast. He kind of had a Joe Staley-ish combine, and he's kind of that guy, like ex-tight end who's really athletic, uh, getting bigger, offensive tackle out of Indiana. So he's a guy, if the 49ers don't figure out their right tackle situation by the draft, uh, Spriggs might be a guy who's still there. He might also sneak into the first round after that crazy combine, but but he would be on my list. And then a tall, athletic cornerback from Houston University is William Jackson III. Really good combine. He's long, fast, cover corner, and he might be one of the, the last true starting corners because those corners, the really athletic corners that can really shut people down, they go early. And so after the top of the second round, you're looking at more of the same as what the 49ers already have at corner. So if you're going cornerback, if you're the 49ers, it's either going to be a free agent who's a veteran to come in with some of the young guys they already have, or you draft somebody really high. Otherwise, you're just drafting more of the same, and you're just adding bodies to, you know, just let the guys you have develop. He is our draft expert. Follow him on Twitter at BD Peacock. I'm, of course, at Bay Area Wink. Uh, we have an Instagram as well, Gold Faithful Podcast. And I know that you asked a, uh, some people to, to ask some questions tonight on Twitter, and we got a couple responses. Yes, we did. Let's go to Marco Pedroso. Which draft picks would satisfy you in a potential Kaepernick trade? Yeah, I mean, this, like, like you said, man, that, that early third round, I mean, that would be fantastic. And I think the 49ers are, are definitely waiting it out, trying to play some teams against each other. But, yeah, I feel at this point, anything in the third, even if you got Denver's third, I feel like they were getting ready to just cut him. So if they can get anything for him, we'd be happy, right? Absolutely. If you asked me two weeks ago, you said, take it or leave it right now, Denver's third. I said, yes, give me, let's go. Right, right. Right. So that's that's where I'm at. And I think the 49ers are going to get at least that and and possibly more. So uh, I'm satisfied. I'm already satisfied with that rumor. Now, if it it turns out we only get a fifth rounder, then, you know, maybe I'm not as satisfied anymore. But third anything third rounder above satisfies the heck out of me. Yeah. At this point, for me, anything will satisfy. I I won't be as happy with that fifth round pick, but I, I see the 49ers cutting him if they don't trade him by April 1st. I can't imagine that they pay him. Uh, that that huge salary this season, not with, and they obviously don't want him. Well, we know, talk, that, that's, that's become clear. Right? We talked about how much cap room they have. I, I don't have any problem with if they don't get what they want. You know, if you're talking about a fifth round pick, we have 12 draft picks already. Yeah, that's a good point. And the and maybe Kaepernick is able to um, add value this next season. You trade him next off season, right? Yeah. Because I mean, no, imagine I, what you would have asked for Kaepernick 12 months ago. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, less than point. a first rounder. And it's crazy to even trade a guy who you think is a franchise quarterback in the first place, right? That's how that's how different his value is from from his value 12 months ago. And if he has a really good season under Chip Kelly, who knows what he could go for next year, even if you don't want him around for uh, for long term. And yeah, he'd make himself he'd money. Keep him around because he is your franchise quarterback. Right, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I would say if it starts to get too low in the compensation category, uh, I, I could see the 49ers saying no. I don't think they're just paying lip service to that option. I hope you're right. I really do. I, I, I'd like to keep Kaepernick around for sure. You know, I, I have, you know me. I've been uh, one of the the biggest supporters uh, of Kaepernick, even even when he was playing bad. You know, I kind of wanted to see to see more out of him, of course. But at the same time, you know, if you're if you're not producing and, and your owner doesn't want you, and it kind of seems like they don't, yeah, maybe maybe it is time to move on. Right, and there's the obvious, and obvious, and your your daughter has a Kaepernick jersey as well, right? She does. She's two, actually. Oh wow, a, a white, white and a red, red home and away. Yeah. 
if you're if, if you're building uh if you're building a case for Colin Kaepernick, so the sample of his bad play is so small. He played just a few games, right? Played bad for less than half of a season for a really bad coaching staff. We now know. And aside from that, he took a team to a Super Bowl. He had all this positive positive momentum in his young career, and he's so athletic, has such a great arm. I'm not surprised that teams are willing to give him a shot. Yeah, and, and you know me too. I, I was, you know, one of the biggest supporters of Blaine Gabbard last year. Once once he got in there and uh, and started showing that that he is an athletic quarterback, and I think, oh, it's it's just it's such a, a hard spot for me to be in right now because obviously we've seen what Kaepernick can do and and we've seen what, what Gabbert can do and last year they looked like very similar quarterbacks and I think Gabbert outplayed Kaepernick last season and then you know when you start looking at money and you're right though it, with 62.41 million dollars or whatever it was before they signed the uh the luxurious Thad Lewis uh they they have a ton of money and they do have to spend what is it 90 or 95 percent of the cap over over a four or five year span, I mean, they do need to spend some money. And if they don't get any of these big names and, and don't overpay for a bunch of, of middle of the road guys, then then yeah, I, I could definitely see them keeping Kaepernick on. All right. Next question from Phenopolot. He said, what can York sell 49ers fan base now that free agency has been a bust? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's got to be just, you know, the draft, right? I mean, look at all these draft picks we've got. I think, yeah, I think it has to go be... I, it's hard to just sit back because it's like Christmas. You know, you want your presents, and right. it's hard to sit back. But really, the only thing is is W's in the fall. Yeah, that's where it's really going to come out. You know, until then, it is all lip service, right? Because yeah. you don't know. I mean, you can draft anybody. Draft one of these quarterbacks in the first round. Fifty percent of those quarterbacks are going to fail. Yeah, but at least you make your your fan base happy temporarily, right? You know, yeah, that's a true. big name signing on the first day of free agency, or even <laughs> the second well, day of free agency would have done that. Let's put it this way: you're a father. Yes. How much money would you spend to make your daughter happy temporarily? Tem- uh, yeah, there is a limit. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she really wants that pony for Christmas. How do you but feel? That's just it. Temporarily? I mean, what are we talking about? Like a trip to Disneyland? You know, that that's a lot of money. That's true. And I would do that. And I will do that. I'm planning on doing that. Like, it depends on how much you love them, I guess. So how let's much say, let's say the, the Winkler family has a cap limit or a budget for the year, right? Would <laughs> yeah, you spend... Ten percent of that on one gift for your daughter to make her happy on Christmas. Yes. When you know that that would not pay off the rest of the year. I would. Yeah, because it's a big day, and you know, and and she's expecting that. And especially if I had let her down extremely the year before, <laughs> if I bought her a bunch of toys that broke or didn't work right or that I threw away, you know, I would definitely I'd go twenty percent. Yeah, you don't want to disappoint your daughter and send her down a, a dark path, right? No, Early in no, her career. Yeah, and the Yorks need to be careful that they don't do that with their fan base. <laughs> oh, we, oh, I forgot about this one. We have an, a postman two three one said uh, Russell's engagement video barf, and I didn't know what the heck he was talking about when he sent me that. But I realized Russell Wilson. Did you know about this? Did you Google it? I, I have the audio. Would you like to hear this? Oh, yes, please. She said yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making this thing happen, my baby. Yay, I'm so excited. God is so good. All the time. No. Oh, man. It's it's worse than I thought it was going to be. It's so, bad. It's bad. Postman, screw you for making me look at that Instagram <laughs> video. But I wanted someone else to hear it, too, so I, I wanted to make sure that Nick heard that. And oh, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. I saw it on Twitter. I, I, I opened it up and sub- submitted myself to that nonsense and... 
Oh yeah, come on. It's come on. in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Barf. Barf is a great term for that. It was. It, I don't, it, hey, great job, Postman. It's not so much that it's the Seahawks quarterback named Russell Wilson that posted that video. If my best friend posted that video, I would destroy him. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, course. that's some corny crap. Yeah. And, and Russell Wilson's really going down this this dangerous path of, of uh, it's, it's, almost, it's borderline creepy, I want to yeah. say. Well, there's a fine line there, too, because like if, if that video – or audio recording is about a child, then you, you're there allowed. But when it's right. when it's getting yeah, but when it's it's just an engagement, like uh, two grown uh, adults. Come on, man! It's not even the first time he's gotten married. Right. Another thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse, doesn't? It? More barf is accumulating in my mouth as we speak. But whatever. I don't want to like the 49ers rival quarterback anyway. Yeah. Never. She said yes. <laughs> I had no clothes, just had a, a pair of sweats. <laughs> See, simple man, like Chip Kelly, that's the, that's the way you should be. Just wear, You just get on a plane wearing yeah. sweats. I love it. To go sign a multi-million it. dollar contract. I mean, that to me is the most exciting part of this upcoming season is Chip Kelly. And I, I do, I will applaud the 49ers for that signing. I know, it, you know, it got hot and cold responses, but it, it's a story. And it's it's excitement. There, there's a new possibility. You know, there's there's the hope is back. With Chip Kelly, I think he, I think Chip might have gotten a little bit of a raw deal, and yeah. uh, we mentioned it on the show before. Uh, Chip, Trent, Jed, uh, it was going to be Kaepernick, Bradley Pinion. Uh, Twenty sixteen is is going to be a, a lot about redemption. I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And you know, a, a lot of people were criticizing Chip Kelly. You know, saying his offense is too simple. Or maybe just a couple guys did it, but I, I don't know if you you read any of the interviews with Thad Lewis. But he was saying like, well, yeah, it's simple. Like why? why should he make it super difficult? You know, these guys are going to be out there running a lot of plays quickly and, 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 and they like that. Most guys like that sort of thing. Right. Know what you're doing and do it well. Yeah. What do you think? You got anything else? Any breaking no. news? I haven't been looking at Twitter. Did, did, did anything come through while we we're on the air here? Did, yeah. We, we going to get off. Well, you know, obviously something huge is going to happen as soon as we sign off here tonight. Absolutely. Or overnight before tomorrow morning, before this goes out. Um, I'm not seeing anything. I mean, obviously you heard, uh, Matt Barrows break the the Phil Dawson or re re break the Phil Dawson story uh, on our show earlier. So the very latest that I'm seeing, Mary Kay Cabot uh, of the Cleveland of Cleveland.com. Browns are willing to part with third rounder for Colin Kaepernick, sources say, but hinges on redoing nineteen million dollar a year deal. So makes sense to me. Browns third is what we're looking at. And like we said, that's best case scenario for the 49ers. Not only adding the the high third round pick from the Browns. Browns may not be looking quarterback in the first round if that's what the 49ers are looking for. That's one less team that could uh, snipe one of those quarterbacks in front of you. So that's that's the best yeah. deal that, that I could see out there right now. You know, and uh, yeah, just real quick to give Matt Barrows a, another shout out. Uh, minutes before coming on our show tonight, he did post a, a Twitter thing, uh, handicapping the Colin Kaepernick sweepstakes. So if you if you need more 49er talk about Colin Kaepernick and the trades and the possibilities, go, go check that out. That is obviously a fantastic beat writer and uh, absolutely what you should, should all do, be following him on twitter and if you're not shame on you you should wake up in the morning go to sackb.com and, and read whatever barrows has there before you start your day i think couldn't agree that's more. the best way to spend a cup of, cup of coffee in the morning listen to your As gold faithful podcast gold faithful. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly all right thanks to matt barrows thanks to you mr nick winkler thanks for all the listeners out there don't forget to follow nick at bay area wink you can find me at bd peacock itunes stitcher soundcloud subscribe Review the show. Uh, We love hearing from you. 
Uh, thank you so much. We will talk to you next time. See you.